0: Classrooms are meant to be a stepping stone, but ultimately they're synthetic. You could never fit the, the bigness of life, the fullness of life into a classroom. And when our learning is confined to those four walls, like that's, that, that's one of the things that like makes me want to cry when I see it because I'm like, no, there's so much more than this. And, and we, we are capable of so much
1: more than this so much I, this is such a uh, an important topic, I think you know for that we just don't well, of course, I think it's an important topic. My name of my podcast is what we should have learned in school <laughs> but, <laughs> hello. but again this this much more natural alignment with life and with learning and and somehow. When we do that, whether it's with language, whether it's how we approach mental and physical health or how we approach our, our dreams and our passions and building a business or, or becoming a recording artist or whatever it is, it, it's so interesting that there is just for, for what I've seen from myself and many other people, there's an immense amount of freedom that can open up. You know, mm-hmm. you don't get out of being human, but when we look at, again, like you said, what we naturally have going on, when we step back, and we remove ourselves from all the fears, all the beliefs, all the cultural conditioning to see what processes exist, what's really here. Um, it, can, it can offer just an amazing enrichment. Our guest today is Irina Prevet, and I came across her originally through her TED Talk. And she's a really interesting story. She was born in Romania, then lived in Canada, and now lives in Finland. So she knows all about the nitty-gritty of learning and adapting. To new languages. If you're curious of how she does it, stay tuned. You are listening to what we should have learned in school. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on, on wherever you find yourself in the world today. I am snuggled in relatively sunny Finland. We're enjoying a very nice spring here in Finland. And today we are gonna talk about one of those things that a lot of us tend to think is an impossible task. We're going to talk about language today, but also think if you aren't trying to learn a new language, but there is something you want to learn, I think this could also relate. So keep that kind of in in, in your mind as we talk today. My guest today is is going to tell us a really different perspective than what we're used to on language, because we're going to talk about the most, one of the most difficult languages in the world, which is learning Finnish. And I'm sure you hear just the gamut of excuses. I mean, I can think off the top of my head, Irina... Uh, I'm too old to learn a language. You can't learn language when you're an adult. That that's, you know, it's only you can do that when you're a child. Um, I'm not good at it. I have no time. I have no money. Um, I I, I mean and, and so on and so forth. So I would just love to to give you the stage today. So I'll let you take it away and what you see about this, Irina.
0: Oh my goodness. Yes. Thank you. I um well, where do I start? I mean, yeah, those those excuses that you're listing, they're like music to my ears. Like, yeah, keep on coming. <laughs> I have as many excuses as people have, you know, I I think what I try to do in my work is really help people see a new perspective. Because what we're seeing right now with the impossibility of learning language is really, in my opinion, a misunderstanding of how language is learned, of what language really can provide us with you know not just like a translation of like here's five different languages to say this one word in and like what's the point of that but rather a whole new perspective so I find I find myself often explaining the the you know the purpose of a paradigm and when we're talking about paradigm shifts um, and I find that when we can shift the paradigm from this like I have all these excuses and this is why it's impossible to kind of understanding you know, language learning in a whole different light, then it just makes so much sense. We go from climbing there, this like uphill battle to like, yay, like bike riding all the way down and like, oh, that was so fun. Let me just climb back up and do it again. So yeah, that's, that's the gist of it.
1: (laughs) Mm. So Okay. When I hear paradigm shift, I'm hearing a a totally different way to do something. And I think that, you know, for me as someone that is pretty new to learning, for instance, the language of Finnish, we'll just use Finnish as the beautiful example for today, (laughs) since it's relevant to you and I both live in Finland and we are not native Finnish speakers. Nope. (laughs) Um, One thing that comes to mind is kind of that of like what you're saying like pushing a boulder up a hill pull yourself up by the bootstraps a lot of hard work I think of like rote memorization kind of like what you're saying that you need to like sit down and you need to sweat and you need to work and it's going to be hard by the nature of it and it sounds like you're offering something other than that so what is it about learning that we kind of get wrong (sighs) such
0: a charged question um what is it about learning or what is it about learning language that we get wrong? Well, I think that language has been put into the categories of things that you learn in school. I think this is the right podcast to be talking about this on. Um, So we, we think, okay, well, you know, I'm going to go to school and there's a teacher and the teacher is going to tell me things. And the teacher is the expert on how I learn. And I need to do what the teacher does because the teacher knows best how I'm going to learn, except I don't see. So let's first talk about the fact that I don't see language as like a history lesson or like something where rote memorization would come in handy. Like, Hey, have you learned the periodic table? You need to memorize it. Um, Although lately I've heard like more interesting takes on these things as well. But, but regardless of that, when I talk about, finish. And when I talk about languages, I'm talking about a skill and this idea of going into the classroom and learning the language, but not speaking it, not treating it like a skill is like, Hey, Amy, you want to learn how to swim? Come into my classroom. I will tell you all about the techniques. We're going to read these textbooks on swimming and you're going to see how the best swimmers do it in a diagram. Okay. And we're not going to go to the pool because we don't have time for that um you know and it's it's just like it's just like this this how can we fit it into this paradigm of classroom learning and through that squeezing of the su- of the, the skill into a subject i think we've lost like the the soul of it <laughs> like i don't i don't even i don't even know no i don't even remember what the original question was but maybe that's a little bit about the paradigm so so in in sense when i'm when i'm talking about I'm talking about like breaking it out of the classroom. And the classroom has advantages. You can use the classroom, but it is not the end all be all. And any language teacher will tell you like go out, speak, go forth into the world. And that that's really it's just that somehow the classroom has gained this like monopoly on like this is the best way to learn and the teacher knows best, but I actually have a friend who teaches kindergarten here in Finland and She told me that the point of the schooling system and kindergarten, but like the entire education system, is to teach you how you learn best. And I like, I like. Can can we say? (laughs) I was gonna say, I lost my shit. I was like, what was that the point of the education system? Because I did not get that memo. (laughs) They were just like it up be like hi welcome to school this is why you're here yeah. you are perfectly competent perfectly capable of learning absolutely anything everything even that you want to and we're here just to help empower you to do that like holy shit was <laughs> that was that okay like 15 years later at least this friend who you know went to teachers not teachers college but like what they have here like university to teach she shared with me that very important piece of information. And the ultimate thing is that no language teacher knows how you are going to learn Finnish, for example, because the way that you learn is different from the way that I learn and different from the way that somebody listening to this is learning. So we can share ideas, but ultimately we need to be looking at this in a way of like, I am in power. I don't just give away
1: my power to, you know, anyone who calls themselves an expert. Mm. Oh my goodness. There's so many goodies in this. I don't know how we're going to get this into 15 minutes. Are we already on like eight? I don't I know, know. I know, but, but we're going to do our best. Listen. We're going to try. We're going to try. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that um, that was not my personal experience. Of course. And this is all, all subjective. Of course, not all schools are the same, but I, I mean, very much there was a right and a wrong way to do things. And it was a very competitive environment. You were put against, am I doing better than my peers with my A plus and Johnny got an A or whatever it is, you know? And I can see how perhaps we might be taking that into language learning, you know, this fear of, of getting it wrong. You know, it sounds very simple. Like, yeah, just speak. But I know when I first started learning, I mean, I was, I was really, (laughs) I did these really weird things. (laughs) I would like, well, I'm doing it now. You see, huh? Maybe it's a defense mechanism, but I would giggle like after Anytime I'd said like one phrase and finish, I would giggle, or I would turn red when I was with the family or things like that. So I used to, I used to mumble.
0: And then I used to speak so quietly while sort of mumbling in a really high-pitched childlike voice. And my husband's like, no one can hear what you're saying. And I'm like, I can't, like, I could try to lower my voice, but like, I couldn't, it was just this immediate reaction. And I think a lot of stuff, yeah, like giggling, like, let's not take this too seriously or high-pitched voice. Like I'm, I'm a child, I'm vulnerable. Like, please like me, right? Like all of this stuff comes up. And I think that that, like, we never talk about that in a classroom, but it, but it's a real thing where it's like, hey, this is vulnerable. Sometimes it's hard to suck at something in the beginning or to be like, oh, I know that this is so weird. And there's no discussion around that. You you were about to
1: ask me something. <laughs> no, no, I think that's perfect because I think that that, that kind of, maybe that's one of the core Maybe, again, I'll, I'll let you share what you see, but maybe that's one of the core differences in how you're moving forward with language in this paradigm shift is that you're also fundamentally moving from a place of like insecurity and, and lack of ability. You know, I think that it's like foundational. It's like we feel vulnerable because we don't really feel that we can do it. You mm-hmm. know, there's like not that that knowing of of kind of what our birthrights are. So I would love to hear you talk more about is, is language something that is for only for a select amount of people to learn or is this more a fundamental gift of human beings?
0: Well, I like to think of it like, okay, you you know, this new baby comes into the world and is born. Do you start thinking like, is this one going to walk? Is this one going to learn how to talk? You know, and I, I'm, not, I'm not like, you know, uh, talking about, you know, kids that come into the world with certain you know, limitations, but, but really like, you know, the the kid starts walking or taking a couple steps, falls down, gets back up, does it again. Like we have all learned, anybody listening to this has learned how to speak one language. And we tend to think that this is something that we lose. You know, we've found through research that neuroplasticity like doesn't stop in childhood. You can, it keeps going throughout your whole life. So you can learn new things. It's just that now we have all of these fears and vulnerabilities and we're more aware of them whereas as kids we also had this this you know this hyper learning phase in our brains where we just we really had to learn everything that was going on around us and and then sometimes for some people language was like oh this is my thing and for others it was like yeah I don't do that thing and yet we sort of have this blind spot when it comes to like oh but that language I'm using to speak to people all the time. It doesn't matter if it's French or Chinese or
1: Swahili or GOSA. It's really interesting also this phenomenon that we have as we grow older to really identify with things that, that don't help us. Like identifying as I'm not that kind of person. You mm-hmm. know, we, we dive into our memory banks and we think, oh, I struggled when I tried to learn that Spanish you know, phrase, como estas? You know, I couldn't even do that. So I could never even imagine becoming fluent in Spanish, for instance. And we take Mm -hmm. on all these, it seems to me it's almost like an artificial blockage. And I'm curious if the people that you work with, you see that come up, that actually maybe it isn't what we think is blocking us, you know, as far as our skills, but what's really blocking us is our way of, of looking at it and looking at ourselves and looking at our ability as a human being.
0: Mm -hmm. I think I think there's a couple there's a couple different points to what you just said. So so one of them is basically, you know, we were in a vulnerable state, and we tried something. And it led us to believe that we couldn't, because that was the thing that protected us from trying again, and maybe getting hurt again. Right. So so that would be one example. Um, Another one could be well, it's quite frankly, the environment. Like if there is a shitty narrative around, for example, the Finnish language being really hard to learn. um, I can't tell you the number of times people have told me
1: like, oh, you don't need it. Don't bother learning. Oh my goodness. Yes.
0: (laughs) And so, so I, I mean, I will try to keep this rant really minimal, but when it's like, when it's people who speak the language telling me that, it's like, first of all, they don't know what they're talking about. Second of all, when it's people who don't speak the language and they're like, I don't need it. I'm like, great. You have this numbing mechanism. I don't have that one. So, so I'm going to need to figure out some sort of way to align. <laughs> mm. here, um, to get like a deeper connection with people because just not speaking the language for me did not feel like a choice. So those are some of the things that happen. Yeah, there, there's also the bigger conversation around, like, when I hear this stuff like, oh, you know, we're m- making all this, like, artificial intelligence, and we're going to have AI, and everything's going to translate, and I'm going to be able to speak to a Korean person, and we're going to be talking, just like you and me right now, I mean, with, like, absolutely no problems. I'm like, yeah, that's not how language works, because if you think about what it is that we are really doing, I have a thought based on some sort of experience, which I am encoding into Sounds, which I'm putting into words and delivering to you and you are receiving through your own filters. Like language is amazing. So this idea that like, yeah, that's not my thing to encode and communicate and connect with other people. I think we need to rethink the whole kind of attitude and And just paradigm that we have around language in general, is it just like, oh, well, pen, I can say that in two languages, whoop-dee-doo? Or is it really about this collection of sounds that leads to an entire different worldview um, of seeing things?
1: Even though we don't usually think of it this way, language does offer us a new and different way of seeing ourselves. And it offers a new way of experiencing our world. And what can be more enriching than that? And I just love the work that Irina is doing, how she's innovating the field of language learning. If you yourself are interested in learning the Finnish language of how to set yourself up for success, how to move from the classroom to the real world, Irina is hosting for a limited amount of time registration for her Finish Through New Eyes program. And you can learn more about that by going to com. That's W-W-W-I-R-I-N-A-P-R-A-V-E-T. And it will also be in the show notes. And we are not done with Miss Irina yet. There is a part two of this So stay tuned as we do a deeper dive into the fear mechanisms that prevent us from really exploring life in a fuller, richer way.